Hello, and welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast on the internet that has the science and the screaming to determine what is the single greatest movie of any given year. And this year is 2020. Not that would currently. Be the nightmare, right? It never ends. <laughs> we're currently in 2021. When, whenever you're listening to this, we're in 2021. But what we're going to do is we're going to look back on 2020. What we have done, typically, for movie of the year seasons, we go to Letterboxd and we combine or we, we take whatever they think that the most important movies of that year were and we put them in a bracket and make them fight. For current years, like 2020 once was, we take the critics list and the letterbox list and we combine them to make them fight together to see what out of that will be the most 2020 movie. I don't even know what that means right now. Yeah. Uh, what, what's a meandering mess? What has a lot of horrible moments that you think will get brought up again and then just don't? I like right if if each, Enola Holmes if the movie of the year yeah the good burn <laughs> like I think Fuck movie of the year we're always trying to capture like what what what's the essence of that year this is gonna be the most meandering bum rush fuck of a movie we've ever had win. And we all know that the movie uh, that is like perfectly 2020 will probably come out in 2022 or 23. We need right. some time to make those movies. But for right now, we are going to try and figure out what is the movie that will always time capsule make us think of 2020. Um, I, do, uh, I do like the, these years when we have Letterboxd and Critics combined. You know, I like that mixture. But I first have to start out with, first of all, introducing uh, all three of us. My name is Ryan. I will be your host for this season. Um, typically it's a game show where these two people are fighting against each other. But tonight we're all friends that don't Ooh. like each other that much. We're going to start with Greg. Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. So excited to be getting to focus on one of my favorite years, 2020. <laughs> and we, we don't have to go into detail, but it really was a good year for Greg and Greg alone. Uh-huh. And, and then Mike. Mike is also here. I'm here. Guys, let's start with this. Why? Why do this? Well, what are we going to do? Just talk about 1993 right now? Come on. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jurassic Park. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be a good show. I don't know why we're doing this. Maybe it's something about how audacious it is to even have movies that came out in 2020 do you remember how like the beginning of of quar times they put out like episodes of svu with like computer animated uh-huh. scenes interslice <laughs> so like even getting to see a movie feels like such a, a felt like such a big deal in 2020 and so i think it's just like it's like let's look at what we have here what collection of movies did this this year rot and and when it's not this specific year whenever we do the instant look back it's kind of to prove because everybody's like, well, it's hard. the Oscars suck, but it's hard to have instant knowledge. But we're proving that you can still do better than the Oscars do every year. Well, I mean, we've done this uh, this current year thing every year, right? right. So we do yeah. we do years from the '80s and the '90s and the early aughts. But we've also given Moonlight and Roma best right. of the year, and I feel like that we've checked out a lot better than the Oscars as far exactly. as our awards go to. Also, we are, were like ahead of what was coming because it's not going to be weird to us to award movie of the year to something that just came out on a streaming service because we did that in 2018 with Roma. Yes, we did. Beep, beep, it beep. does not bother us to be on the vanguard. <laughs> I got to say, man, that was like a two, two and a half hour non-TV show. Therefore, movie. <laughs> therefore, we awarded it. But like, was there a part of you guys that wanted to just skip this year? Let's just do 1981. Fuck this. For for fun, yes, but I think the people need this. Yeah, for me, uh, <laughs> you just you, explained you, all podcasters' mentality. <laughs> <laughs> when you said to us that we had already p- done some 2020 episodes, and so there was a chance that we could just use those 2020 <laughs> episodes during the season, I was like, I am committed to doing 2020. Okay. <laughs> I believe in it's this. weird that you just revealed real Greg on air. <laughs> <laughs> So sometimes the city is the character on uh, certain TV shows and movies, but our fourth character is, of course, Greg's laziness, who will always show up. It has a lot of gravity. Yeah, it influences a lot of decisions that we make as a group. But my big concern is that I, I do think that this was like a great year. Like my top 10 from 2020 matches any other year. And then what do we do with that? Like we just skip them and don't give them a chance to fight it out like movies should. Right. That'd be bullshit. 
they have every right. I think that, yeah, what it is is there's like a top 10 that can rival any other year. And then it's just like there's 20 other movies in addition to that. That also like, came out. Just, <laughs> just so few total movies comparatively. But I think that the reason that like we're okay is because the movies that moved out of 2020, like Black Widow and No Time to Die and Dune, weren't going to compete anyway, guys. Like what? they're not going to compete this year. They're not going to compete next year. No, like, yeah, like because if you remember, like specifically with Dune, obviously I'm going to be crazy about Dune or whatever, all into it. But that's the way it was when Blade Runner 2049 came out, and it, it's just it's there's a lot of movies to leapfrog to get into contention even for the show. What about the mashup? I'm going to tow for Grace create No Time to Dune. Do you think that would make the bracket? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No time to Dune is what I say anytime anybody asks me to watch the David Lynch movie. <laughs> no, Mr. Bond. I expect you to Dune. <laughs> no. How many Bond villains just <laughs> made him watch David Lynch's Dune in order to beat him at being a spy? How do, how do you beat... Stop being a spy. I don't understand James Bond movies. I Honestly, I would do the Scott Evil thing, which is you get the nearest gun you have and just shoot the spy <laughs> yeah. in the head. Sure. <laughs> A lot of them will, uh, when they're telling you their plan, turn away from you yeah. and just talk to nothing. So that's that's. Well, they the don't have that speech memorized, so it's actually written on a poster board on the wall. So they turn around to read that part. Well, Cue that cards. line that I just referenced, Mister Bot, I expect you to die. He expects him to die because a laser very slowly is inching its way towards cutting up. Mr. Bond with with a laser, like it's, it's if you want this dude to die, you die. You tied to a table, like just it's, it's not. I know you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm betting you die, but I hope one day that you do die, guys. Here's how it's gonna work: we have 32 2020 movies in the bracket, and by the way, this does not include some movies that we thought were gonna be 2020 but aren't. Uh, Barb and Star not in the bracket. Uh. Uh, Black Messiah, not in the bracket, right? Like so, the Oscar, the, the, the two winners of twenty twenty one. You just right. <laughs> listed. The Academy is considering some movies that we are not. You had to come out in twenty twenty in order to make this. So Jesus, without the Black rules, Messiah, what are we? We're animals. Yeah, yeah. The Academy, disgusting armpit dogs. licking pigs. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're going to go into this. This first round is going to be fucking lightning round. Typically, we okay. save the speed round for later. Not this time. It's gonna Flip come it. right away, and then. We're going to move into the Sweet 16, which is going to dictate our entire next four months of our lives. <laughs> you guys ready Certainly to do there this? will be enough time for me to opine, right, Ryan? Uh, I mean, like, I would love an opinement from Greg, but a thoughtful provocation from Mike, I will not have time for. <laughs> oh, what if I just opine cone and show you my favorite pine cone that makes me think of each movie? <laughs> if you're still listening, we'll be back in one second. All right, gentlemen, your number one. Do you, do you guys have any idea what the number one seat is? Yes. Well, what is it? Nomad. I think it's Nomad, Nomad Land. Land. Is that surprising to you, based on like just keeping your thumb on the pulse of 2020? It's nah. not, but I'm just surprised how people. How does everybody know what movie that's coming out in six months? Everyone is supposed to get excited about. Yeah. Like, Did they see it at festivals? Is that why? Like, well, it's it's Chloe Zhao, uh, director of the best movie of 2000. 16 the writer okay the movie that future I, director of the eternals everybody's favorite director of the eternals uh malcolm and marie took a fucking uh had a dump taken on them by critics did you guys hear about why no uh so, i is it because he's older than her that's the one complaint i heard i was like that sounds stupid as shit it's uh denzel washington's son and yes. zendaya so right away you're like hello <laughs> yeah and I'm already it was there. it was <laughs> Cool. It was shot during COVID. Uh so it's just the two of them in a house. Uh but it got it like it took a bath from critics. And part of it is because he's a filmmaker and he spends a lot of the movie saying, and fuck this specific critic from the Los Angeles Times. And fuck this specific critic from the oh, New York Times. Got receipts. Love it. I know that uh Malcolm and Marie has, is on Netflix, but does it have a shot here? No. I want to see what's up with Nomadland. How, yeah, everybody we want to knows, know why people love it. <laughs> and it seems like it's about a very like uh, modern issue, which is people that are like barely having a place to stay. In my in my neighborhood, I see campers all over the place in parking lots and stuff. There's a whole bunch of people who are are living in RVs all over the place, and that's what this movie you know talks about. It seems so. Sorry, Euphoria fans, but uh, Nomadland is definitely moving on. 
The next one is Onward versus okay. American Utopia. And American and American Utopia is the, uh, the lower seed here. Right. And that's why I, I know we're supposed to go speedy here, but it's only lower by one seed. And it's the only thing that made me cry numerous times while watching it this year. And maybe that's 2020. And that's the kind of year 2020 You're was. saying America Utopia made you cry? Oh, yeah. Because oh, Onward dude, made it, me cry steadily. Like I've not entire... seen Onward. Oh, okay. Onward is, is... Is Onward Pixar, Ryan, or is it just Disney? Yeah. Okay. Onward is part of this catalog of Pixar movies where Pixar decided they don't want to just make you cry at the end of the movie. They kind of want to make <laughs> you cry the entire film. Oh, and... you think you're better than crying forever? <laughs> like... Yeah. This movie, like I, I just kind of wept the entire time. So I'm, I'm going to be a strong vote for Onward. I am so scared, Mike, about doing a show about American Utopia. Oh yeah, I, I mean I, it's plotless, right? So we'd have to figure out what the plot is. I feel like that I'm such a, I'm such a uh, act one, act two, act three story guy. Here's how things work, and to do a concert movie scares the shit out of me. But when we're talking about 2020. Onward, I love you, bro, but there's other Pixar uh, representation in the bracket. I don't know. Where are you going here, Mike? I, I, Greg, uh, I don't want to disrespect you, and I bet it will make me cry a lot, too. But why would you? I feel like you're the one, like, overly all positive voice I've heard about Onward. I've heard a lot of it's less. No, it's good. It's definitely good. And it's D&D stuff, dude. I know. I love that. I'm going to watch it. But I think American Utopia is this phenomenal weird piece of art that I want to really stumble along and figure out how to talk about it with you guys. Well, I'm down for that. I mean, I, I'm not going to be a pill. <laughs> You're the best, man. <laughs> so, so, Mike? American Utopia. American Utopia moves on. Your next matchup is number eight seed, Birds of Prey, versus number 25 seed, Bloody Nose Empty Pockets. Give me one second. Bloody Nose Empty Pockets is a quote-unquote documentary about the last days of a Vegas bar uh, that is uh, just filming the people who go to that bar. But then it turns out that it is actually super scripted and that these uh, people who are in the bar have been given lines. But how is that really different than a documentary? Are documentaries more scripted? (laughs) Does this like... Does this lose anything because some of these people who are real but aren't? You know, and it goes that Chloe Zhao thing of look at the real people who are in this bar. Yeah. Going going up against Birds of Prey, a movie that is an egg sandwich and not much else. See, I want to do Birds of Prey just so Greg and I can yeah, argue dude. you down with our You're word talking fists. to two dudes who love Birds of Prey, Ryan, and that's just how it's going to be. Birds of Prey is fun. It's. I think it Zippy. is the most feminist of all the the superhero movies that we have, um, and without being like like um, I don't know like feminism being forced on people, it just seems to have like a very pro woman, pro female relationship mm-hmm. angle. Um, it's so cool. I I don't know. It is scripted too. Full disclosure. Yeah, um, it fully is. scripted. <laughs> but they never lied. No, about yeah, it they being didn't a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> that this is really an old ex-doctor who just happens to dress up now like a clown and hits people with a hammer while skating constantly. I would watch that documentary, though. <laughs> I'm not going to a vote. Your number nine seed is Defy Bloods. Your number 24 seed is Enola Holmes. I have watched Enola Holmes. Guys, we are of a different generation than people younger than us. That's how Fact. generations That's not work. true. That's time, man. It passes. They... They, so they part their hair in the middle like idiots and think we're dumb for doing side parts. <laughs> this generation loves Millie Bobby Brown, a person who uh, has two-thirds of a name of somebody who was very important in my generation. <laughs> uh, against Spike Lee. And so Sherlock Holmes' little sister versus Spike Lee. What, what are we thinking here? Yeah, this is like Spy Kids versus Bamboozled. Sorry, Spy Kids. Get out of here. Yeah, I think it's particularly difficult because... It would already be tough because Spike Lee's an important, you know, movie maker, and this is a movie podcast. But uh, Pop Filter Hall of Fame, yeah, bro. he's a Hall of Famer, and we just like get so into everything that he does. It would feel like a dereliction of duty to instead be like, "No, nah, dude, let's." Now uh, that doesn't mean that the younger generation is wrong to like Millie Bobby Brown instead of Spike Lee, probably one of the greatest directors of all time. But you know, that's their thing. I would love to see Spike Lee 
as Eleven in a Stranger Things reboot. (laughs) (laughs) Hollywood, that idea is free. All right, here we go, guys. This is when it gets tough. Your number four seed is Tenet, a movie I watched last night. Okay. Despite not being a fucking big Christopher Nolan fan versus Dick Johnson is Dead, a movie that I have seen and loved. What is Dick Johnson is Dead? Dick Johnson is Dead is uh, where this woman named Kristen Johnson, uh, a documentarian, a camera person for other documentaries. He's trying to force documentaries on us this year, Greg. Said (laughs) that my dad is about to die. I'm going to film it because he's the best person of all time. And in fact, he is. And she intermixes the documentary with very dramatic, very cinematic scenes of his death, like uh, air conditioners dropping on his head uh, (laughs) and just having him act out and like be the stuntman through all that so everyone can deal with the death at the same time. Versus Tenet, made by the guy who said, I don't care about COVID. Yeah. I want my movie to be in theater. Forget it. Put that in the garbage can. Yes. I want to see this slow meditation on death. That sounds like very much our shit. I will say, though, just because I know that you two are uh, a little sensitive, my wife, whose dad is still alive, watched 12 minutes of this movie and said, I'm out. I will not. Absolutely not. And then bailed. My parents are getting their... They've already had their first shot of vaccination, so I don't have to worry about their They'll never die. Yeah. (laughs) Those days are over. Can we really cut Christopher Nolan and a top four seed out of the bracket? I think... I want to so bad. Me too, dude. The movie's not good. As a group, we don't like him, and this is supposed to be everybody's saying not his best. And I don't know. We'll throw it to the listeners for a vote, and not really because we're not going to wait for them. But like, do they want to listen to us for ninety minutes shit on him, or do yeah. they want a ninety-minute show of like an interesting conversation about what also, it means to we, die? Yeah, are we going to get tonight? I mean, are we going to get to a full show of just complaining about like a movie that was like, oh, yeah. it's backwards again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's backwards it's again. A- it's and backwards again. We've already him. seen this movie. It's doing it again. <laughs> screw him for, yeah, pushing it into theaters. We'll All right. Watch Palm Springs. I'm going to a vote. Mike, Christopher Nolan, or Dick Johnson? DJ ID. Yeah, Greg? The reason we don't just pick the top 16 movies is because we want to have a say, and we are having our say. Dick Johnson's dead, Ryan. Holy shit. I love this show. Biggest upset in the history of movie <laughs> of the year? Chris Nolan is dead. All right, the next one is your 13th seed promising young woman. Yeah. Where yeah, Carrie Mulligan about. becomes a uh, revenge fighter. This is one of two movies that I was not able to watch in the bracket, but she becomes a revenge fighter against dudes who are awful to women. Have you guys heard about this? That sometimes dudes are awful to women. No. I've heard some women lie. I think I saw a trailer <laughs> where she was like pretending to be drunk at a bar, and a guy quite literally picks her up, and then she... Oh, and is it Bo Burnham, right? Isn't he in this? He is in this, but I don't think he's the bad guy. He's uh, he's one of the good guys. He's one of the good ones. It's we would never against... believe Bo Burnham is the bad guy. <laughs> uh, it's going up against Borat 2. Ooh. Oof. A movie that was politically very important. It's all of our wives. I have to say, uh, having seen um, I May Destroy You... I do have kind of like a perverse interest in seeing a movie where someone like takes I do too. revenge on. Yeah. Like, um, but it's like it, the cheesy shit we didn't get at the end of that show that we wanted, but we shouldn't have wanted. And we know we weren't going to get, but we still want. So I'm it, being strongly motivated <laughs> by that right now. And it's supposed to be great. And it, it does feel like I loved the movie Hard Candy, which was like a very pulpy version of yeah. that. And I want to watch like a less pulpy version of that. And Carrie Mulligan, man, is so underrated. I also kind of don't want to do a show about Borat, too. That's the yeah. thing. We always I, end up shying away from comedies. Scream the different quotes at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so much my wife. I don't know if anyone can handle it. Alright, Mike. Promising Young Woman or Borat 2? Promising Young Woman. Greg? Promising Young Woman, Ryan. And that shit moves on. Your next one is... Shit, hold on. Uh, Lovers Rock. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Which is part of the Small Axe series versus Emma. And let me just say real quick that Emma was fine. And Lovers Rock, I have never seen anything like in my entire life of watching movies. Mike, just go. Greg, let's piss him off and just vote for Emma. (laughs) Come on. No. We'll we'll get a week off. I'm always the bad guy. (laughs) We'll get a week off. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, it's Steve McQueen's Small Axe, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, this guy can do so little wrong, and to have this pompous asshole say he's never seen anything like it—that sounds like a lot of fun to it's, watch. I think it's also like an hour long. Oh <laughs> shit! Lovers Rock. I, gets my <laughs> I do have to say, I saw Emma, and there are some exceptional parts of it, but I don't know. Yeah, we, it would seem like a real disservice to 2020 to like kind of push it forward when it's not even trying to be an exceptional movie. It's kind of just trying to be entertaining and serviceable and it, and it doesn't define the year in any way yeah like, it could have come out I, in the last five i do think that when you guys when you guys watch lovers rock it will be like it would be hard to be like this isn't 2020 at all yeah even though it takes place in the 70s like it's whew, i want to do it right now do you guys want to cut to that right now well yeah. no because we haven't seen it so then it would be no let's do it i'll wing no, it i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> i'll wing it all right and the last one for this top half is palm springs which is the 12th seed. The 21st seed is Time. Now, Time is a documentary where uh, this lady's husband went to jail uh, for attempting a bank robbery for like 60 years. And then she just filmed her life raising their children for a long time. And the documentary intercuts the, the past, the present, and the future, sort of like saying that time is all one until he, spoiler, sort of gets out and then they are reunited. And it is one of the most powerful moments in movie watching I've had ever, much less in 2020. But you guys like Andy Sandberg Groundhog Day. Well, that's... See, I fucking hate him, right? Like, Pom- that's... Palm Springs is very good, too. <laughs> it, you, you make it hard to advocate for like Palm you. Springs, which, was, which is a delightful movie. And uh, came out at a, a at the perfect time, and definitely defined 2020 and the finding. How do you find hope and meaning yeah. in repetition? Totally, yeah. And sort of, I don't know if this counts, but also sort of uh, Hulu. Like, fuck you. <laughs> how Netflix. do you find hope and meaning we, in Hulu? We, we've got Palm Springs, and it was a really big deal. Like, yeah, there, like word of mouth movies are hard now, and Palm Springs as a word of mouth movie was definitely a thing. And it's so funny, and yeah, it really did have a good, you know, it does have a good point, but it's just so hard to listen to what you just said and then be like, but to, and basically say the thing that you said in your impression, like, I like Andy Sandberg, my <laughs> Don't let him bully you into voting, Greg, because the, I the other did, side mother. is, how does it define the year and time, no matter how powerful it might be watching it, it has no blip in the general thought, the general consciousness of the year. But don't I, we don't we want to do shows where we watch something and like we are like champing at the bit to talk about it and it like fills us up with like inspiration and not and that's just... what Lovers Rock is for. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, but don't we want to do it every week? No, let me let sometimes. me do this, guys. Please check out uh, time. It's uh, less than ninety minutes, which I know is super important to everybody. Not uh, a lot of time. Uh, Hey. But my God, is it a life-changing, life-affirming documentary uh, with a uh, new lead role? Like this, the the actress who was in the documentary is the best actress, and I don't know if you can say that about documentaries that I've seen in a long time. But Palm Springs moves on, yes. Well, Palm Springs is my vote. It sounds like time is Greg's vote. My vote was time. Yeah, it's Palm Springs. This <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, the rest of the top 32. All right, gentlemen, number, your 31st seed is Collective, a documentary. Ryan, what are you doing here, Yeah, you, you, you have something up your butt this Also, year, now man. I'm starting to wonder, what even is a fucking documentary? If they'll just like, okay, this is a documentary, but here's what we did. We wrote a script, we hired actors, and then we just made the documentary from there. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like a good movie, yeah. right? Do you not like movies? <laughs> That's what movies are. Sounds like Mumblecore uh, or whatever. Your number two seed is Soul. So this together, this matchup is Soul Collective? Soul Collective, yes. <laughs> I just vote. We listen to one of their albums. Now, was this movie a soldier? No, it was just a soul oh, and not okay. a soldier. Yeah. Man, I loved Soul. Remember how Soul uh, came out on Christmas, just like Wonder Woman 1984 did? And everyone was like, what are you going to watch? What's it going to be? Uh, my wife and I went with Soul, and right we choice. had a very Merry Christmas. I watched the yeah. other one, and it's weird to be so angry on Christmas, even when it's a Christmas you're not surrounded by family. 
this movie that you guys are speaking of is coming up soon, so careful. But uh, <laughs> we watched Wonder Woman first, and then we were like, uh, we, this, this second movie better be so fucking good, or I swear <laughs> to God, I'm going to jump out of the window. And we didn't, because Soul was good. So, there is still some elements of Soul that are uncomfortable, though. Uh, and I don't think I f- focused on it that much in my first watching, but thinking again about like um you know how much he is allowed to actually be in his like body versus it just happens to be that in a lot of a animated cat. movies when a character is black they like tend to either become a frog or get shifted out of their body or something so quickly and that, that this movie does suffer from that well greg that's the kind of shit that doesn't talk us out of doing this. Yeah, for that a feels like show. a really good like argument that, for now, soul. Now oh, yeah. that's an episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and versus uh, a much lower seed that all Ryan built up was another documentary. He didn't say anything about Collective. <laughs> so. No, I, I honestly thought that Collective would be a big deal. It's about like a it's about a newspaper from a Middle Eastern country, and it was supposed to be a big deal, but it sort of faded out. So I think that we got to go with Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, the next one is The Sound of Metal. Sounds familiar. A show that we have done before versus The Devil All the Time, a movie with Tom Holland that I have not seen and I don't know anything about. But it's got this Tom is not Holland cherry? in it. And it's not Cherry. <laughs> Man, I do like that Tom Holland. But remember how good Sound of Metal was? Yeah, Sound of Metal ruled. Yeah, watching And Sound- we know about that. Yeah, and it felt like the fun thing about Sound of Metal is when you're watching it, it feels like a smart person's movie, but not because it's like beyond you. You feel like you're watching a smart person's movie and you're getting it and you're smart. And that experience is very pleasing. If Sound of Metal makes it to the Elite Eight, then we're just going to rerun that episode. But if it, uh, on the other hand, I would do another episode of that. I would love to rewatch that and Mm -hmm. like take a different focus. Remember how good Paul Reese is in that? God yeah. damn. I think about that God guy a damn. lot. All right. Devil All the Time, you're probably a movie, but... You'll never no, it's, know. I think it's definitely a movie, Ryan. I don't mm-hmm. think that was... Sounds like a PlayStation 1 game. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. It really does. <laughs> when I do that, Mike, uh, instead of PlayStation 1 game, I say Modest Mouse Song. That's true, too. <laughs> you ever do that? <laughs> All right. Your number seven seed is Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Which one? Your your number twenty six seed is Hamilton. Oh shit, Alexander Hamilton. So I've I've watched both of these. One of them is brag. <laughs> one of them is brag. The other one is you know like is a filming of a stage show a movie? Right. It is. It is not. It's definitively not. Yeah, like we're never gonna do in the nineties. They did Les Mis, but everybody's just walking up in costume and singing. At a uh-huh. microphone? That's not a fucking movie. So. I think it did. It, it, I think one thing that's nice about it is if you squinted, it it gave you an idea of what the stage performance is like or even put you on the stage sometimes. But you always felt like you were just watching them, you know, tape a, a, mm-hmm. a stage production. It It's it's very bound by that. And also, I we think... You can't it, talk about, like, the cinematography of it. Yeah. And I think at this point, we're all willing to admit that that weird sound that she makes at the end was a really bad choice. Do you, do you remember how the very last thing she does is look into the camera and then just, like, gasp? Yeah. But, we all saw it together. We saw a performance together. Do you guys remember that part? No. No, that I doesn't that's the only that, time that ever has happened in the performance. Like she just did really? that that Crazy. one time. Uh, on the other hand, never some never rarely sometimes always is probably my number one movie of the year. Jeez. For whatever wor- oh, worth that. But has. then is that going to ruin the tension, Ryan? <laughs> I don't want to ruin the tension. <laughs> all right, so we're all Hamilton fans. Lin Manuel is in. But Mike vote. Never. Rarely. Greg, sometimes. Always. Yeah, we we love Hamilton. I think we do have to go on record saying that like we are not the, a podcast that's too cool for Hamilton. No, uh, we're not we, cool at all. Yeah, we have to wear that. <laughs> so that is true. But also, it, we don't want to have a whole show where we talk about them filming this this play. Your next matchup is number ten seed, The Invisible Man, starring actress of twenty twenty Elizabeth. Moss. Hey Ryan, Versus- I haven't seen him. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I haven't. <laughs> Can't, couldn't get. see it. 
I was going to do that thing about how uh, I tried to watch First Cow, but I hadn't seen... <laughs> Zero Cow. cow. Yeah. It, <laughs> it falls apart from there. Uh, <laughs> the Invisible Man versus Baccarat. Guys, Documentary about you, Bert Baccarat? No. Have you, heard, have, you, have you seen Baccarat? Never heard of it. Okay. So this is a small town, I believe, in Brazil. Documentary? Who is worried about white people coming in, and oh, they do, and they play the most dangerous game hunting down Brazilians and the town fights back That's a lot of and it is down. bloody and gory and awful and disgusting and amazing. That sounds like my kind of movie. Oh no. Yes, it definitely does. I'm so scared. <laughs> but it's against the Invisible Man. Oh no. A movie that... <laughs> <laughs> so everything going on is scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know if you guys saw but like really does a good job of being like this hybrid of mainstream Low stream, mm-hmm. like high budget, low budget, uh, I don't know, freaky shit. Uh-huh. Freaky dicky, man. I don't know. Baccarat, uh, I was a little surprised at how underwhelmed I was with Baccarat, and I was a little surprised with how overwhelmed I was with Invisible Man. And the 2020 element of it certainly yeah. leaned it towards Invisible Man. And part, part of the 2020 is there, there's this young kid whose name I don't know, but he's been in both haunting house netflix things and he is the titular invisible man and i think this guy's gonna go places you think we'll be, see, we'll be seeing him more and more mike you'll be seeing more and no. more yeah <laughs> you know we have to do it man. just because it's gonna be so fun <laughs> let me ask you this have you guys heard of the movie background no nope. but i want to no sir Invis- invisible man moves on uh the next Matchup is your number three seed first cow versus the number 30 seed. A Christmas movie. Nope. First cow moves on. It's happiest season. I, I have seen both of these and I actually I liked happiest season, although it's very it was, it's, a, it's a very frustrating movie in a lot of ways. Uh, yes, I uh, clenched fists yeah. the entire time. Uh, First Cow is an interesting like movement in cinema. This uh, I've heard of slow cinema. This is a sl- this is a slow movie, dude. But it manages to be all the tenser for that. And it it's uh, in one way it's a t- it's a story about a very specific time and place. Uh, but it it has like, a real timeless quality too. And we haven't done a, like a Reichert movie. You know, like we haven't done one of her movies where we can like really get into like what we think about how she makes a movie and how she tells a story, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like I thought that we would by now and we haven't. So I really want First Cow to move on. What else has she done? Uh, Meek's Cutoff. Okay. Wendy and Lucy. Yeah. Got it. Uh, there's a movie with uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg where he the, drove a boat into a thing. The eco-terrorist movie. I watched yeah. that. Night moves or something. That's what I call pooping in the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Kelly Riker, is a is it... Hallmark movie? Come on. Even a good one? Yeah. All right. Vote. No. Doesn't matter. Move it on. <laughs> move it on? Did move you say move it on? on? Did. First count? Did. Oh, it's such a beautiful movie. I hope we get, to, we get to do it. It's the kind of thing that I, I think wanna... we would have a lot of good conversations about. The next one, guys. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, double disappointments of 2020. Your third seed, is, or I'm sorry, your 14th seed is Wonder Woman 84. Your 19th seed is Mank. Now, we have done a show about Mank, and I still do not know what the two of you think about that movie. Yeah, that never came <laughs> up. <laughs> Why would we talk about that on the show? <laughs> I think now I'm prepared to say I liked Mank. Uh, yeah, I it, really liked Mank. It's what, you know, so many of these movies you have to accept with their warts, and it was definitely like a dude's movie for dudes talking about like on the Patreon show, I brought up dad movies. It feels like a pretty mm. hardcore dad movie. And so that's a flaw, but versus wonder woman, 1984. <laughs> I mean, if we're not talking about flaws. Yeah. I, the, the besides like some women looking very attractive in it, that that movie had like almost nothing going for it. And I think I hated it the least of anybody I've, I've met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's still, I still dislike it quite a bit. I've never met anybody who hated it more than my wife, who was a tremendous Wonder Woman first movie fan. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and we're just like, fuck this one this. betrayed her. Fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck all of this. Yeah, it's- all right, I'm moving make on. Mike, yeah. do you have any uh, problems with that? No. All right, here's my biggest problem, guys. It's number six. I'm thinking of ending things. 
versus number 27, The Assistant. And I think that The Assistant is one of the best movies of the year. But I'm thinking of ending things is one of the most pop filter up my butt. Hey, how are you? Movies. <laughs> We've already done an episode on it. I don't I don't know how the assistant can pass, but I really love the assistant. What is the assistant? The assistant is the story of a girl who gets a job at a uh, Hollywood sort of studio, like agency uh, factory. And all her dreams come true. She cries a river. She's about to, Greg. All of her dreams are about to come true, but then she raises an eyebrow. Maybe it's weird that my boss will say, hey, girl, come in here into my office and stay all night and maybe bleed on my couch. Maybe that's maybe that's weird, that's but weird. it's all in like sort of like almost real time, almost Hitchcockian time bomb suspense of like what it's like to be a secretary or like uh, an undersecretary for Harvey Weinstein. Mm. And... I don't know if another like I I can't remember the last Hitchcockian movie that was th- like this, but I'm thinking of any things is Charlie Kaufman and Goddamn, a very compelling movie, and again pushing at like the boundaries of what a movie can be, and that's very exciting too. You since you're the one who has seen them, Ryan, what what counsel can you give us having seen both of them? What I would say. Based on how movie of the year works, I would like to move. I'm thinking of ending things along because I know the three of us, and I would like to move the assistant to top rated Patreon number one as soon as possible. Because I really do want you guys to go through this because it's awful to go through. And I want to talk to you guys. <laughs> and I hate I wanna, you as my friends. But no, I want to talk to you guys about how, like, uh, this was awful to go through. I can't believe how much I liked it. Or they were clearly trying to punish me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I didn't like it. Yeah. But there's no there's no way that the three of us are going to go against Charlie Goffman. No. Well He's then I propose boy. we do exactly what you said, which is move this to the top of the of the Patreon episode queue and go from there. I, I concur. All right. So we'll see if it can take down Enola Holmes, which I'm putting all my weight behind for the Patreon show. <laughs> you fucking love Enola Holmes. And the final matchup of the first round is number 11 seed Minari versus 22 seed The Trial of the Chicago 7. All right, guys. Minari. One of these is Aaron Sorkin, big budget Hollywood thing. The other one is Minari, a, uh, a tiny story about Stephen Young. Walking Dead alum Stephen Young starting a farm, and there is nobody who thinks that Trial of Chicago 7 is better than Minari. I would like to get Trial of Chicago 7 out of here. Yep. That's my vote. Right away. All right. I I agree to that. Get out of here, Trial of Chicago 7. Aaron Sorkin some other year. When we come back, we're going to take these 16 into 8 and talk about what we think is going to win the 2020 Movie of the Year. 16 movies are gone. 16 remain. And this is where it gets to be bullshit. Like, all 16 of these movies deserve to have their own show. So, 16 week season. I mean, we could double up. We could be like, 2020 was such a magical year that we're going to (laughs) do something crazy, or we can cut eight of these movies. Mike and Greg, I want to ask you before we get into this, what is your priority? Is it like, uh, what do you think is the best movie or what's the most 2020 movie or what is the movie that uh, you think that will make the best episode? Yeah, Greg, for let's me, start with you. How are you going to decide? For me at this point, it's I, I really let it go by what's going to make the best episode. And then after we have eight mm. from that point forward, it, it's just what is the best movie? You know, I'm constantly focused on that. But right now, I really am interested in good conversations that lead to good episodes you know putting together a solid season where we don't look at it at the end and go like oh should we just cancel this season like we, we've attempted <laughs> sorry 2013 yeah right sometimes <laughs> we, we get we look at the results and we're just like well that's not a season of a podcast so which we, ha- <laughs> we have done before right we did with 97 uh we gave taylor wilhite a vote he said jackie brown and then we or no he said ellie confidential and then we canceled that season and said no jackie brown is the winner <laughs> 
Sorry, Taylor. Mike, what's your priority here? Like, how are you going to decide in these battles? Uh, Because I believe in chaos. I'm the reverse of Greg. What will make the dumbest, worst (laughs) conversation? That's what I aim for. So, Mike, it says here that you're going to vote for Gremlins 2, colon, the new batch, no matter what the two movies are. I just don't know why that's not moving forward. Joke's on you, idiot. That's going to be a tremendous show. Yeah, that would be a good show. Uh, Yeah, I I try to keep in mind the 2020-ness. Or whatever year it is, but this year twenty like what what and then in theory, what's the best one that does that? But I do find that important. I have I have seen the bracket and it's fucking hardcore from here on out. Uh, let's get it going. Your number one seat is Nomadland from Chloe Zhao. Your number seventeen seat is American Utopia, and one of these movies gets a show. It's Mike. Where where are we going from here? It's great that American Utopia made it this far. So let's just move on to Nomadland. Come on. Yeah, this is a little bit of just kind of going by the hype, but it's hard to ignore this m- much hype, you know? Mm-hmm. And it seems to be like consensus. So it, right. at the very least, if, if, if it turns out that it's not as good as everyone says, then that will be the story of that episode, right? Oh, we'll okay, revel we were in tricked. that. <laughs> and I think that we've had four... We've had four current movie years done where we awarded best movie of that current year. And I think that uh, Sean Baker won two of them, right? He won Tangerine. We gave best movie of the year Mm -hmm. and the Florida project. And I think that Chloe Zhao is his like successor sort of. Yeah. Like this is just what we're into and American utopia. I, again, I'm so scared of doing a show about, uh, I, I we can move this up to the top of the uh, Patreon list as well, but yeah. And is is American Utopia Spike Lee as well? It is Spike Lee, so, who wow. is in the Pop Helter Hall of Fame. Yeah, oh, I hadn't realized that. And yeah, we get we could do an entire show of that, uh, focusing on like the decisions that Spike Lee made. So maybe uh, we should do that show. But uh, let's move it on, Mike. Where are we going? Nomadland. Greg. Yeah, definitely Nomadland. All right, American Utopia, you are at the top of the Patreon list. We're moving on to your number eight seed is Birds of Prey. Yeah. Your number your number nine seed of, is Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Birds of Prey fans, speak please. Uh, Look, it it is a good it's a good it's a good yeah. Check it out. It's a good movie. I I think it, I think it's a lot of fun. It's a good movie. Fun. It would be a awesome show to do so rarely do we go in knowing what the battle lines are yeah uh i think we'd get a lot of good conversation when we got ryan to stop doing dumb impressions of us uh (laughs) but it's up against the five bloods from pop filter hall of famer speckly yeah i mean one of the few movies that we've actually watched and analyzed trying to not take that into consideration at all right All right, Defy Bloods moves on. Your next matchup is 29th seed, Dick Johnson is Dead. That's the documentary from Kristen Johnson about her father basically getting uh, late-onset Alzheimer's. Point? So normal onset Alzheimer's. Late <laughs> yeah, is like, I'm dying. Like, I'm about to die. Oh, I don't onset. remember. <laughs> uh, this isn't Kristen Johnson from Third Rock from the Sun, is it? It is not. Okay. Because that would be weird. Uh, it's up against number 13 seed, Promising Young Woman, the Carrie Mulligan revenge mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I, I And here's where I like, that one I think is making a bigger pop culture ripple. And I think that's, I don't know how I to think we should talk about that a lot though. Cause yeah. I'm not sure what your pop culture, your guys's pop culture ripples are. Yeah. What is making more of? And Mike, you're saying Promising Young Woman for sure. Yeah. Uh, but from when I say pop culture riffle, I mean just the critics I've seen talk about it and normies. And when I say normies, I mean people I'm surprised would even watch that promising young woman seems too arty for them or raving about it. The thing is, too, is that I think Dave Johnson is dead is an amazing movie. Like there's so much to dig into. But the way that critics and anybody who sees promising young woman is like that's. I don't know what to yeah. think about that movie. That movie is confusing, <laughs> and I feel all of the good things and bad things about that movie. I just think like, oh, that's a podcast for us. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way we we should go with it. All right, but can we move Dick Johnson is dead to the top of the... Can we just do this for every loser? Yep. We're going to just do 18 Patreons this year. All right. The next matchup is 512. Greg, classically a college basketball 
crazy matchup, right? Yeah, the, yeah, this is the 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 beginning of the of the really big upsets. Number five is Sean McQueen's episode of Small Axe called Lovers Rock, the movie that I said that is the most 2020 movie of the year. The movie that I said is probably the best movie of the year versus Palm Springs. And you mean Steve McQueen, right? Hate to be that guy, but I'm going to be that What guy. did I say? Sean. Sean McQueen. No. His little, Steve's little brother. He let him do one of the Small Axe movies. <laughs> Look, and then you have to stop asking me for money, Sean. All right? This feels like a pretty easy decision to me yeah honestly we liked palm springs you know we feel very warmly towards it but this would be just such a dereliction of duty to move it on over and my god a 90 minute show about a 65 minute movie that That is is what pop filter is all about you think it's only gonna be 90 minutes you fool i'm doing the five bloods (laughs) dance scene dance right now (laughs) just the thought (laughs) an hour-long movie all right Here's where shit gets crazy. Number two, Soul, a movie that we have all seen? Yes. Okay, so Mike has not seen it versus number 15, Sound of Metal, a movie that we have all seen. I like this matchup. I like this whole, uh, what does not just music do to you, but also just like the feeling of what music sort of vibrates do to you. Uh, Will it save your life? This is an awesome matchup, but unfortunately they can't move on past, both can't move on past this. Where are you guys feeling? Man, this one's harsh because you love having a Pixar movie in there. Yeah, we love it. Uh, it. I'm not sure it's tier one Pixar. Not to be that guy, but like I, I don't know if this is like the top of the Pixar. But Greg, what is what is tier one Pixar? Real quick. Tier one Pixar is Toy Story two. Toy a Story. movie that we talked about. Yeah, Toy Story three. Um, Inside Out? No, Inside Out is high. That's kind of two-ish for me, That's too. high. Uh, that's high to category. Cars, too. Cars, too, of course. Cars, <laughs> too. The, the whole Cars dinosaur. universe. That plane's one that was based on. <laughs> uh, I'm drawing a blank on, on, a, on a bunch of them now. I usually go Wally Ratatouille as my other two. Yeah, there you out. go. That's, I, I do think, at this point, they have so many movies that even not top tier Pixar can destroy could destroy this bracket. Sure. I just uh after watching Soul, uh, you know, I want to put it in top I want to put everything in top tier Pixar, even if it's Jurassic Park three. And Soul left me with so many questions of like, was that amazing? Was that dumb? Was that okay? That I sorta I do I do really want to talk to you two about it. And we've already done Sound of Metal, but I, I think that Soul might be just a more movie movie, like a more interesting movie than Sound of Metal sort of. <sighs> and think about it on the year a little, even if it was just because the rival, the Christmas Day rivalry. Like we yeah. love Christmas Day boxing matches. And... and Soul has a lot to owe to Wonder Woman for pushing it up to the top yeah. of everybody's talking thing. I guess the only argument would be, do we think that if Sound of Metal, it feels like Sound of Metal is the kind of movie that wins awards in the Moody's, but doesn't have a chance to win yeah. movie of the year. It'd win so. acting awards. Right. So then I wonder if like it's better to move Soul along because maybe well just just so we know because we did a show about Soul Soul will be eligible for all of the Moody's that it could be eligible for but I think I I would say that Soul is the more ah uh, we got to dive in mm-hmm. yeah sort of movie well I agree with that Greg what's your vote Soul Mike Soul of Metal Soul hey, <laughs> that's Pixar's. so confusing <laughs> yeah Soul. All right, guys. Next one. Strong women having to do a thing. Your number seven seed is never rarely, sometimes always, versus number 10, the invisible man. <sighs> Go ahead. I love Jason Bloom's Bloomhouse. Uh, I like that they went from very pulpy movies like the Purge franchise to movies, the horror movies people are starting to take seriously. Uh, is this part of the uh, dark universe, or was this going to be, but then when they shut that down? They I think they were like, you, know you make good movies, Jason. Can you just yeah. do something with this? <laughs> are they thinking about maybe opening, like starting that back up or something? I think that they are because <laughs> of Jason Bloom, though, right? Yeah, they're giving it to him instead of being like, here's an interconnected. They're like, just make good movies based on these characters. <laughs> Thank it's going to be hard for Elizabeth Moss because they cast her as the lead of every single one of these movies. So <laughs> she's going to have to do a lot of running around on the set. 
I I I really like the Invisible Man. It's it's a super cool genre thriller, but I against never rarely like how do we move it on against that yeah it fe- this is another one where it just feels like pretty clear when they're stacked up against each other it's like hard to see it going the other way never rarely that's uh these girls ride a bus to the city right yes to figure out how to get an abortion because their city will not let them do just it look it up on the phone book nerds yes you would have solved that movie right <laughs> quick mike but unfortunately you weren't in it so never rarely moves on the next matchup is First cow. First, first cow versus Mank. Oh, dang. Yeah, come on. We did Need a show about Mank. It was it was a good show. This is another one where it's like, I could see Mank winning awards, but I can't see it winning the season. And so then it, 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 it makes me want to put the other one through because... But I got to say, we already talked about how, like, I wasn't sure how we all felt about Mank. And the reason <laughs> is because we were all like... It was good about Mank. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think that like if we do a first cow show at the end of that first cow show, if we watch it and then the three of us talk about it, we're going to be like, first cow, what the yeah. fuck? This is the best movie. I think first cow has a legitimate shot to win the entire season. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. So Having just... not seen it, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whereas like Mank, it's, you know, we did an episode about it. It's a, it's a really good movie. It doesn't have a lot of flaws, but it's just, it's not exciting in the same way that i think first cow well first cow is exciting in a way that boredom can be very exciting when done correctly oh man i love just staring up at a popcorn ceiling (laughs) your final matchup is your number six seed i'm thinking of ending things versus your number 12 minari and i know that we love charlie kaufman i just want to take a minute to talk about how great minari is it's steven yoon on the farm trying to make it yeah, everything I've heard about this movie that it is, even though he's acted for forever now, that this is a career-making role and putting him so people will stop saying Walking Dead's Glenn, right? Like <laughs> that he came out and he's like, this is, it feels like he shows it to be like, nobody will ever think about that again. Uh, and it's supposed to be just so powerful and magical. And I kind of want to buck like what's upper butt a little. I don't like that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> what does he grow on his farm, Sorghum? Beats this farm nerd. Uh, he sorghum beats. It's a new DJ <laughs> who's gonna fucking rock the world. I I'm really sad that this is the final battle because I wanted these two to make the elite date. I yeah, like, this fucking sucks. Um, I don't know. I have you seen I, Minari Ryan? I had four movies to watch last night, Greg. I watched Tenet and Nomad Land. I did not watch Promising watch Young Woman and Minari. If and you I'm could go sorry. back in time. Yeah, what a failure. I would switch that. Of course I would. Yeah. Good to know. But, uh, okay, how about this? We have all seen I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Yeah. Does it have a chance to win this? If it, if you don't think I it does. Yes. I say yes. Yeah, because of who. Not, I, okay, let's stop saying that. Not just because of who we are, but because of who Charlie Kaufman is and who the amazing actors are in this movie, yeah. for sure. And what it's doing to storytelling, yes. And based it's on what you said about him. <laughs> Minari, I, I feel like it also has a legitimate shot. But like some of these movies we've seen, and we've seen them, and that le- leads us to believe that they couldn't win. Right. I, I've, I'm thinking of anything would be maybe the favorite, if not one of the, the, the top seeds, I would think. Well, Maybe you're uh, doing Elite literally. Nine this year. All right. So how... <laughs> How about this? Like typically, or sometimes that uh, when we do the Patreon thing, what we should be doing is uh, to all the boys three, oh, right? I love it. Which came out this year, and Mike would love that. Uh, I found out recently that both my wife and I have watched the first two alone in shame, <laughs> but we just found out that we've watched them separately. So we're probably going to watch the third one together. You guys are the couple so that romantic. goes to the bathroom to shove a donut in their mouth as fast <laughs> as they can, so no one sees them eat that donut. Shove that in uh, right here, baby. I would love to move. I'm thinking of anything as along, and I know that we're going to, but I would like to put Minari as the number one <laughs> choice for so the Patreon. The fourth number one choice for the Patreon. Because, no, I do I do really think that, like, uh, taking all of our likes and movies, you know, to task and putting them in the middle, I think that Minari could be our number one movie, and it's just not at 2020 enough. It's just not famous enough to do it, but I do, I do want us to watch it and have a show. Yeah, I can tell that I can tell that we can't do it though because I keep wanting to be like let's just do it, let's, but it just it, we can't. 
It's... There's a Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, movie. our hands are tied. All right. So I'm thinking of anything that definitely does move on. Minari, we will see if it does uh, get a show. But guys, we have our Elite Eight. Hey, how exciting. And as host, I don't know what order this is going to go, but it's probably going to be alphabetic. But here we go. Nomadland. The winner. Def- Defy Bloods. The winner. Promising Young Woman. Ooh, the, the winner, winner of the yeah. season. <laughs> Lovers Rock. Ooh. Oh, that would, yeah. 65 that's, that's minute the winner. Winner. <laughs> winner-ish. That sounds winner-ish. Pixar's Soul. Honestly, that one chance. I don't think so. <laughs> that's, no. the, that's the only one I think doesn't have a chance. Uh, Pixar's Never Rarely, Sometimes <laughs> Always. They really are going for the gut these days. First Cow, the actual winner. Yeah, probably. And I'm thinking of anything. I'm so glad we did 2020 because these eight movies stand up against every other year yeah. in the history of filmmaking. That is, that's definitely, like, that seems like the strongest class. I would say there's, are, there's two that are, I, I think, a little bit on the outside looking in. Looking at the entire class, I kind of changed my opinion a little bit about, um, I'm thinking of ending things. I no longer think that that's, the, that that's the favorite, but I do think it's a strong competitor. And we all think that Soul's going to land eighth. Yeah. But what, what's the other one that you're nervous about? L- looking, at the, looking at the whole, the one that I think might be on the outside looking in. Yeah. No, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Looking yeah, at like the bananas. balance of the entire season, like that's there's just really really strong and entries. I I love these eight because we're gonna watch these movies, and my favorite thing is that we're gonna analyze them as if uh, we're filmmakers and we know what to do. But also looking at most of these eight, we're going to say very deep dark secrets about our lives, and that is what I want from watching. <laughs> Here's movies. the story like, of when I saw my first cow. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love these eight. All right. Guys, we have to go. Mike, are we doing a uh, filling commercial or are we going to do that right now? What? Are we going to add commercials to no, the end? Yeah, they've heard the commercials already. Yeah, they were. For oh. years now, they've heard the commercials throughout the show. All right. It's been a little bit since I've hosted a Moody. I'm so I know, sorry. I'm being very helpful. At this point, right, Greg, you, you, ju- uh, you just say like goodbye. Stouffer's pizza flavored peas is a uh, advertisement on this. So, do you want to talk about that? Stouffer's you... pizza flavored peas is the only pea with the big taste of Stouffer's brand pizza. <laughs> oh. The next time your kids are crying out for pizza, but you want to feed them peas, try Stouffer's pizza flavored peas. I would legit Mike... rather eat just normal peas than that. <laughs> Mike, Crystal Sunny Delights Juice Brand Avocado <laughs> is also a, also a sponsor. Do you want to do that real quick? Yeah, Crystal Sunny Delights Juice Brand Avocado. They, they are branching out into things that are even more juice-like. Uh, do you want avocado, but you never know when it's ripe. And also, chewing something mushy, ew. Have Crystal Flavored Sunny Delights Juice Brand Avocado. Drink your avocado fatty omega-3s. Greg, Defy Blood Oranges. Is also a sponsor tonight. Do you want to do a commercial for that real quick? Defy blood oranges. So many oranges do exactly what you want. Defy blood oranges will not. Defy blood oranges. <laughs> they're not appealing. And finally, Mike, uh, first cow moo moo chocolate milk. First cow chocolate milk brand chocolate milk is also a sponsor tonight. <laughs> so do you want to do the first cow version of chocolate milk? Yeah. Your kid loves milk and you know they love chocolate milk. <laughs> Did you ever think about what if you could give them a beverage that they love that would also make them bored and think? <laughs> First cow's moo moo chocolate milk. Give your kid an existential crisis. Also, Greg, I'm so sorry. Before we go, uh, Soul Souls, uh, Pixar Soul Souls, the souls that go in your shoe souls that uh, help your soul, your shoe souls uh, is also an advertisement tonight. You want to do that real quick? I'm going to be honest with you, Ryan. I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right. Mike, uh, <laughs> Lovers Rock Pet Rock. <laughs> Is a sponsor tonight. Do you want to do that one? Yeah, it's it's a pet rock that looks like it's humping another rock. It's hilarious. It's delightful. It's titillating. Love the pet rock. And that is the show. We have <laughs> our elite eight. One more time. It's Nomad Land, Defy Blood, Promising Young Woman, Lovers Rock, Soul, Never Really, Sometimes Always, First Cow, and I'm Thinking of Anything. Guys, I'm glad we did this season. This is going to be hype to the supreme. When we come back, 
the rest of this season.